All right, Christian Boy Podcast. Today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 17. Now, there's only 16 verses in this chapter. It's not the longest chapter in Exodus, but it is one of the chapters in Exodus. I guess I could say that. This chapter is very interesting, though. This is going to be our first time seeing Israel actually go to war against another nation. Now, the nation that's going to be coming after them have King Amalek that's with them. So that's what we're going to see in this chapter. So, yeah. Let's get right into it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Right before we do, don't forget, you can share this episode with somebody, you can text somebody, and you can, yeah, just share this episode with somebody. It's also on YouTube, so you can watch it on there too. All right, let's get right to it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Our memory verse for the week comes from Psalm 81, verse 1. It says, sing for joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. The entire Israelite community left the wilderness of Sin, moving from one place to the next according to the Lord's command. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses, give us water to drink. Why are you complaining to me, Moses replied. Why are you testing the Lord? But the people thirst there for water. They grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you ever bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? In a little while, they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I'm going to stand there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. When you hit the rock, water will come out of it and the people will drink. Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites complained and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord not among us? Is the Lord among us or not? At Rephidim, Amalek came and fought the Israelites. Moses said to Joshua, select some of men for us and go fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought against Amalek. While Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. But whenever he put his hands down, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other side, so so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord then said to Moses, write this down on a scroll as a reminder and recite it to Joshua. I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. And Moses built an altar and named it, The Lord is my banner. He said, Indeed, my hand is lifted up toward the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. All right, let's recap this chapter real fast. In verses one through three, Israel moves out as the Lord commands them to. There was no water to drink at the camp in Rephidim. And the people complained to Moses saying, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us with thirst? 
Moses asks why they were testing the Lord. In verses four through seven, Moses cries out to God and the Lord says, take your staff and the elders of Israel and go ahead of the people. When they stand, when he stands at the rock of Horeb, hit it and water will come out for the people. Moses does this in front of the elders and the name and names the place Masa and Meribah, which means testing and arguing because the Israelites tested and complained to the Lord asking, is the Lord among us or not? In verses eight through nine, Amalek came and fought Israel. Moses told Joshua to select some men and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of a hill with God's staff in hand. Verses 10 through 13, Joshua obeyed Moses and fought while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went on the hilltop. When Moses held up his hands, Israel started to win. When he put his hands down, Amalek started to win. So when Moses got tired, they sat him down and Aaron and Hur supported his hands until sunset and Joshua defeated Amalek. In verses 14 through 16, God tells Moses to write down on a scroll as a reminder and recite to Joshua, I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses builds an altar and names it, the Lord is my banner, Yahweh Nisi. Moses said, my hand is lifted up toward the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. So here's what we see in this chapter. Israel is always complaining to God. This is not the first time we've seen them complain. And this is not going to be the last time we've seen them complain. Last chapter, they were complaining about food and disobeying God's commands about past about um, the Sabbath. And now we see them complaining again about water. After all the miracles God has done for them, they still ask trivial questions like what will we drink? I would hold Israel at fault for this. Honestly, I would. And I would shame them for all that they're doing. But honestly, the unfortunate reality of the situation is that we do God the exact same way in many different situations. God blesses us with different things and we complain as soon as we face a problem. N already recognizing who the solution is and who can actually save us from this problem, but we still complain and reject God. So I start to wonder if God, you know, if, if we're like Israel is, because we actually are. I think about my own life. Sometimes I complain about simple things that I already know God is going to provide for me, that I already know God's going to do what he's called me to do. And still I ask trivial questions and cry about simple things that God can help me with. So yeah, God provides in the midst of their complaining as he always does, just as like he does for us. And God would have provided, I believe God would have, God was going to provide for them regardless of how they, how they ask and how they pray. God was going to provide them water to drink because he delivered them out of Egypt. He did not deliver them just to kill them. So God was going to provide these things for them, but to see them complain after the splitting of the Red Sea, after all the 10 plagues, after, uh, the, provision of manna that they're getting every day and the provision of quail that they're getting and they're still complaining is very interesting to see it's almost like the freedom that God has given them has made them softer than they were in Egypt they complained and cried in Egypt but then they said man we should have stayed in Egypt because we was hungry now it's man we should have stayed in Egypt because we're thirsty instead of seeking God and asking him for what he wants so here's my thing let us remove complaining out of our mouths let's take it all the way out let us stop complaining and just ask God for what we need. Let's not take so much time uh, complaining 
and doing a whole lot of odd things, complaining and complaining about God, what we do, what we have. Let's just go straight to him and he would give us what we need. So Moses named the place testing and arguing, which is not a beautiful name for a great miracle that had just happened. But Moses was tired of these people testing and complaining and arguing to him every time something went wrong. It was a reminder of Israel's selfishness and self-centered attitude. In Genesis 36 verse 12, Esau's son Eliphaz has Amalek, who is now a great nation. Amalek comes and fights Israel. So the battle is between very distant cousins that, we're gonna, that we see here. Joshua, the obedient follower of Moses, commands does exactly as Moses commands him to do. He doesn't complain. You don't hear Joshua complaining, but he does exactly as Moses commands him to do. Our cousins, Esau's descendants are trying to fight us. Listen to my commands. Do exactly what I want you to do. Call up the battle. Get the army started. He fights Amalek and Moses is put upon the hilltop with God's staff. And he was basically praying for them throughout the battle. When he was tired, Aaron and horse supported his hands. And so that, that calls on to us as followers of Christ, we are to pray for the leaders that are in front of us and help them when they're struggling or when they're holding on to the load that God has given them. Otherwise, when we're in battles in our lives and when things are going on with our church or things are going on around us in our vicinity and people are fighting against the church, our church won't stand because we're not fighting against these things with prayer and not holding up our leaders in prayer. So this is important. I like this part of the chapter where it talks about how Aaron and her held up the hands of Moses and helped him to sit down so he could be relaxed and basically hold himself up the whole time. It actually is important to us to do the same thing to our leaders. Keep them in prayer. A righteous man needs prayer just as much as a wicked person does. We should pray for our pastors and people who lead us so much so that they, they feel covered and protected at all times. After the battle, Moses built an altar and worshiped God for victory. He named it Yahweh Nisi, the Lord my banner, recognizing that God is the reason the war was won, not because Moses was holding the staff up himself, but because the God he was holding his staff up to won the fight for them. So let's be sure that all people know why we win the battles we win, why we're successful in the things that we do, why we have all the uh, success and all the uh, fruit, fruitful works that we have. It's not because we're so smart or we're so talented or because we can hold a stick up and sit down and somebody support us. It's because the God who's within us and who fights for us is with us at all times. So yeah, every time we do something that took a lot of effort, every time we succeed in a situation, let's build an altar to God. Let's give thanks to God. Let's respect him and thank him for his assistance in all the things that we do. Let's not become confused and think that we're better than anything else because of what we did in the past or what we do now. So yeah, let's thank God in all the things that we do. All right, this has been Exodus chapter 17 on the Christian Boy Podcast. Now, you already know what I'm gonna say. If you have anything to say about this episode, you can text me at 662-371-8877. You can go to christianboypodcast.com and read the newest newsletter and find different ways to contact me on there. So yeah, God bless you. I pray that you were blessed by this episode. Let me know what you think about it. You can comment in here and let me know what you think about the episode. Don't forget to rate this podcast. All right, God bless.